You are listening to the Wool Academy podcast. This is episode number 76. Hello and welcome. My name is Elizabeth van Delden and once a week we talk to an industry expert from the wool industry supply chain from farm to fashion and beyond, delivering strategies and insights to be successful in wool and showcasing those beautiful stories wool has to tell. Steven Wiedemann is an agricultural systems scientist and principal at Integrity Ag Services in Australia. Steven is an expert on livestock production and supply chains, resource management, sustainability and environmental regulations. Steven will talk to us today about his work on sheep and wool related life cycle assessment projects. Steven, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> well, I gave a little bit of an introduction, but why don't you also introduce yourself and tell us about the work that you do? Okay, uh, that was a great introduction. Thank you. Uh, my work, as you mentioned, uh, is largely in the area of uh, agriculture and the environment. Uh, I, I uh, am a researcher. Uh, but I also consult to industry in, in a range of associated areas. Uh, so a lot of our work is uh, for the wool industry, um, both at farm and processing level and right through the supply chain. Uh, but we also work um, more broadly in in agriculture and particularly in animal agriculture, um, in life cycle assessment and environmental assessment more broadly as well. And you work at Integrity Ag Services. What does what do you, what does Integrity Ag Services do? Uh, we conduct uh, agricultural and environmental research. Um, we do extension uh, or uh, training and education for industry members, uh, mainly in the area of uh, of uh, the environment and planning and regulations associated with that. Um, we also help uh, help uh, private companies uh, do development applications and environmental monitoring. As many people in the wool industry, you also have another hat on. You are currently the head of the IWTO LCA Technical Advisory Group. So please introduce the group and what it is set out to achieve. Absolutely. Uh, the Technical Working Group is uh, an advisory group uh, to the Sustainable Practices Working Group. Uh, so that is uh, addressing all issues uh, in the industry relating to uh, sustainable practice. Um, but in more particular terms, uh, our working group uh, looks at um, supply chain impacts assessed with uh, life cycle assessment. Yeah, so you already mentioned life cycle assessment and in short it's LCA. Can you briefly explain what what an LCA exactly is for those who are not so familiar with the term? Sure. A life cycle assessment is a tool for measuring the environmental impacts and resource use of a product or a service. So essentially you can do Uh, life cycle assessment research on on any type of product you can think of, uh, but also services as well. Uh, in the case of the wool industry, our focus is, uh, for example, on a, on a woolen garment, uh, but you could also consider the service that that garment provides. So to uh, maybe it's fashion, but it's also uh, 
uh, warmth, um, so it's it's to be to be worn, um, and it looks at all the impacts throughout the whole, um, I guess, supply chain for that product. Uh, so that would involve for a woolen garment um, uh, everything to do with manufacturing that garment, processing and spinning the wool, um, making it up into a garment, but also right back to uh, producing the wool, which is uh, done on farms um, in different parts of the world, um, and then all the input as well that are required uh, to do that. So, for example, uh, energy is required um, at many stages in that supply chain. So we take into account all the impacts of producing that energy right back to, let's say, extracting oil out of the ground or, or coal or um, nuclear or, or whatever um, the power source is behind all that. So it's very comprehensive to, to uh, produce a woolen garment. Um, in an LCA study, we may look at maybe 25,000 or more processes that go into making that uh, that product. Wow, I didn't know that it involved that much of different data points. Okay, that's really interesting. And why should why is it important for the wool industry to actually be doing research on life cycle assessment? Well, there's, I can think of two broad reasons. There's many reasons, but if I condense it, um, one is to uh, inform uh, consumers and brands and even governments uh, regarding the impacts of uh, the industry and of the products that the industry produces. Um, there's there's uh, widespread interest nowadays in uh, sustainable production. So. Uh, this is one way that you can uh, inform um, people, hopefully in a, in a way that's understandable to them, um, of the impacts of the products that they use. Um, the second is, uh, from an industry point of view, it's very helpful for improving uh, your own performance, for reducing environmental impacts, because you can identify all the main parts of the supply chain where those impacts occur, and you can help Uh, develop strategies for how to reduce those impacts. Yeah, and so for the wool industry is doing a lot of work in, in LCA and you will talk about it um, as well as we go along in our conversation. But do other textile fibers also do research in this area? Yeah, they certainly do. Uh, The cotton industry has also been very active uh, in this area and have done a number of studies, um, both in individual countries but also uh, globally now. Um, so they've invested quite heavily to understand their impacts. Probably less so in the synthetic fibres type area. There's certainly some information there, but um, if you just uh, do a search uh, of published papers or even industry reports, Uh, there's there's less work there. So um, most industries, there is at least some information, but uh, I'd say the natural fibers have uh, invested more in this area. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about what you have been working on. Um, so explain to us what, like, I understand that because life cycle assessment is so complex that 
the working group has split it into different areas. So what have been the topics you have been researching on lately? Uh, the uh, you're right to say we've uh, sort of separated different areas and and, um, and focused on them separately. So a couple of years ago, um, we finished, I guess, the most comprehensive work that had been done to date um, at the farm stage. So the production of of greasy wool from sheep, um, and so that area is reasonably well understood now there's always more we could learn uh, but but uh, we've we've got at least some studies uh, in that area now uh, more recently we've been working on the processing sector um, and also the use stage uh, so what consumers are doing with uh, woolen garments so uh, that they've been uh, two of our big recent areas uh, we've also been looking at um, wool recycling because um, wool is a, a popular product uh, for recycling also. So they've been the main areas. We've been doing some other work on broadening out the number of impacts that are assessed. I, I didn't mention earlier, but uh, one feature of life cycle assessment is that it doesn't just look at a single impact, um, whereas, uh, say, carbon footprinting, uh, is focused on greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, LCA would look at greenhouse gas, but also energy, perhaps water, um, and then uh, a range of other impacts uh, can be included. Uh, eutrophication, which is impacts to water quality. Um, toxicity, which is impacts to water quality and also potentially human health. Uh, and look, there's quite a, a lengthy list. Uh, but our focus has been... Uh, building up around the areas where we know um, impacts are, uh, are a problem. And did I understand that you also looked at the wool processing stage? Yeah, absolutely. We've just completed the most uh, comprehensive work that's been done by the industry to date uh, with um, a number of major uh, wool processing or wool, woolen mills, uh, mainly in, in uh, the big production areas, China and India, um, also some in Europe. Uh, so that's been uh, really good to see that work um, progressed. Um, so what have been the findings from your research on the wool processing stage? Our work in the wool processing stage is I guess largely you'd describe it as a fact-finding exercise. There wasn't a lot of information or data available prior to this study. Um, so we found that uh, processing is an important area for energy use uh, and also for, for chemical use associated with dyeing, etc. Um, and uh, also uh, water use. Um, but we found some, I guess, some encouraging trends in all of that work. First, that... Um, energy use is, is lower than my, what has previously been uh, understood and that there are some processes who are looking at um, uh, renewable energy sources uh, to reduce energy use. Um, also, a uh, trend towards uh, lower chemical use and also the, the use of less harmful dyes, which is a, a good development in the industry. Um, and lastly, around uh, water use as well, uh, we found a number of facilities that are using uh, recycling um, for their water to reduce water demands um, and also 
uh, treating that water so that it can be released uh, back to the the, um, the the source that it was withdrawn from again to to reduce the impact of of um, water abstractions. And would the goal be to then do like repeat the measurements for the LCA again and again to see also like progress? Yeah, look, uh, that is one thing that we are, um, are considering at the moment is and, and aiming to uh, continue to provide that sort of information. Uh, we want to uh, demonstrate that the industry is proactive, that um, it's not just uh, about finding a number that, that um, is uh, everything you need to know. Um, the industry is always changing. Um, there's new practices Uh, being brought in all the time that improve efficiency and uh, and so yes uh, repeating that work demonstrating those tr those changes and those positive trends um, is an important aspect of uh, the the tags work program okay so we will revisit um, your findings in a few years again on the show probably so <laughs> and what so you also mentioned earlier that you've been also doing or focusing on the use phase and the reuse phase of wood products. Can you tell us mm -hmm. a little bit more what you find out, found out in this area? Yeah, this is uh, very important. Uh, the use phase is very influential. Uh, the way garments are used uh, potentially has the largest impact any stage in the supply chain um, and there are a few reasons for that that I think are really important for any of our listeners who are uh, users of wool garments or consumers uh, to, to understand and, and the first is this um, in the use phase um, uh, the owner or user of a garment really determines um, how long that garment remains in, in service or, or in use um, so, for example, um, if you uh, choose to keep a garment for, let's say, six years and really care for it um, rather than three years, uh, then you, you require fewer garments in your, in your wardrobe um, to provide for your needs. Uh, and that re requires less um, of the world to produce those garments. So uh, wool is a fibre that we know is used for long periods. Um, our current estimates are the best estimates we have, uh, which come from a number of surveys that have been done of, of consumers, um, is uh, greater than five years, and it varies uh, between countries and between garments. Um, so we understand that wool is what you'd call uh, slow fashion, or it really suits slow fashion, high-quality garments, garments that can be used uh, repeatedly. Uh, and this is something that um, we really want to highlight and encourage because um, it, it just reduces the demand um, on the world and, and in a environment where the fashion industry at large is, is heading the other direction, uh, using garments for less and less time and then throwing them away. Uh, that just increases and increases and increases the demand for new products and all those impacts that, that uh, are associated with that right through the supply chain. So that's the first area which is very influential in the use phase. Um, the second is uh, around how those garments are treated. So, um, for example, uh, how much they are washed, how they are washed, um, how they are uh, 
uh, dried as well. And for wool garments, uh, we know some things uh, with, with quite some confidence, again, from consumer surveys. Um, we understand that uh, wool garments are washed less than other garments, and that's because they don't need to be washed as much. Uh, they, they tend to resist odour, so the requirement is less. And that's a good thing. Uh, it uses less energy, it uses less water, it uses less um, detergents, uh, and it allows the garment to last a bit longer too because um, washing is a, can be a, um, a process that, uh, that contributes to shrink and damage of, of clothing in general. Um, so that's, that's a, a really good thing. And the other is uh, wool is typically washed at lower temperatures and the lower the water temperature, the less energy required uh, in the washing process to heat up the water. Um, and lastly, uh, wool is often uh, dried, either hair dried um, in one form or another. It's much more common. Very few woolen garments are, let's say, uh, tumble dried or, or, or dried um, using a lot of energy. So again, that's a positive uh, for wool and reduces the impact compared to other fibre types. So in you said earlier that some garments um, last longer than others. So would that be typically a wool suit? People would have more, more years than a wool t-shirt or underwear? Yeah, look, that is true. We do see differences between garment categories. So uh, suits, as you mentioned, also uh, jumpers, so outerwear garments and coats um, are often kept for a longer period of time and kept in use uh, compared to maybe next to skin. Uh, so, yep, that's, that's fair to say. But across um, all the garment types, we see a trend um, compared to other fibres where wool is, is kept in, in use for a longer period than other fibres. So a wool t-shirt would be kept longer than a cotton t-shirt or a synthetic t-shirt? Yeah, it does, it does tend to be. Mm -hmm. um, we have um, more information, obviously, for the, the more common um, garment types, uh, so suits and, and woolen jumpers and things like that. But yeah, we do see that trend across uh, all garment types. Okay, that's interesting. And people just had to tell you what they have in their closet and how long they've had it, or how did you do that research? Yeah, there's been a number of studies done in that area. S several have been uh, wardrobe surveys uh, where consumers have been asked um, basically to go through their, their wardrobe or with a researcher, um, they, they go through their wardrobe and first work out um, what the garments are all made of uh, and, uh, and then specific questions are asked about how um, consumers uh, use this particular garment, how they, um, how long it's been in their in their wardrobe, how often they wash it, um, all of those aspects. Uh, so quite detailed research uh, that's been done in a number of different parts of the world. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of um, detail. Yeah, a lot of work to to go through a lot of wardrobes. But now that we have a lot of more information about the wool life cycle assessment what can these research results actually be used for uh, 
I guess going back to the, the purpose of um, LCA work, it's very useful for the industry to understand um, what their own impacts are and areas that they can improve and, and write down to companies and how they can uh, improve and improve efficiency. Uh, but there's also quite a lot of demand for this information from uh, brands, um, even consumers and governments. So in, in Europe, uh, there is an initiative called the um, Product Environmental Footprint uh, or PEF, uh, which is a, a government initiative uh, around understanding the impacts of products using LCA. And you also have, um, I guess, rating tools. So, for example, the Sustainable Apparel Coalition uh, have a rating tool that uses uh, an LCA approach to understand and, and even compare uh, different fabric types. So one area where um, uh, information is, is uh, used is for um, connecting with uh, those other groups that have interests in this area. Um, but of course, we have some concerns about uh, how that information is used as well. Uh, in LCA, one very important aspect is to talk about not just a product, but the function the product provides. So. Um, you need to really understand what can truly be compared. Um, a wool garment that um, has a certain quality and style and warmth, um, breathability, for example, um, may not be comparable to, to some other garments just because they have different uh, attributes and different and other fibres. So, look, that is one area where more work is needed because there is a a tendency or a temptation, I suppose, for some uh, other groups to make uh, com comparisons between fibres that, that realistically don't provide the same function or can't be used in the same way. So because there are these discussions going on that would long-term affect the wool industry, is that why it's so important to engage in these kind of forums that, so that we have a seat at the table and decide our own destiny? Yeah, look, I think that's that's really important. Um, it's it's definitely the case that um, some brands who are making decisions around what type of fibre or fabric to use uh, do take notice of, of these forums. Uh, so it's important for the industry to engage and, and the industry is happy to engage as well. Uh, industry has taken quite a, a principled stance in providing um, that information about the industry and have invested uh, money in doing that sort of research. So we're happy to engage and we're, we're also happy to, um, I guess, try and improve the science and, and improve the way um, all, all of this work is done. But at the same time, wool is such a small niche fiber. Can we really make a difference at these forums like SAC? Uh, yeah, look, again, um, the, the basis for all this type of work is science. Um, so I think the question is around the quality of, of, of the science and, and what is required uh, to improve that. Oftentimes, uh, that is affecting um, all, you know, all fibre types. It doesn't really matter uh, what fibre type you're dealing with. Um, they're just 
issues that need to be worked through and understood. So, for example, um, how to handle the use phase is a question or even a, a, a problem um, from a, a, an understanding point of view. But as I pointed out before, it's also a huge opportunity because uh, being able to uh, communicate how consumers, for example, can uh, improve uh, how they handle uh, clothing will probably have the biggest impact of all. So uh, that's a you know a big question, not for any one particular industry, but for the for the world, <laughs> um, in in how to improve the sustainability of, of garment use. So and, uh, we would hope that um, it can it can help uh, much more broadly than than just wool. Okay. And are there any other topics or issues that are being discussed um, at these forums that will affect wool? range of issues that are being discussed. The use phase that I've just mentioned is, is an important area, uh, but there are other questions around what impacts uh, are being included. For example, um, in LCA, the theory is that Uh, all relevant impacts should be included, but in practice that can be quite hard to achieve. Um, maybe there is not adequate information yet, um, or maybe there is not uh, um, the methods, the science methods to really provide good information. Um, the, the role that the industry plays there is to advocate a, for a level playing field. Uh, the wool industry has taken a, a principled position uh, where they've been uh, transparent about um, uh, our industry and provided uh, research, including areas which perhaps are a weakness for wool. So uh, wool has higher greenhouse gas emissions than, than some other fibres, um, but that's a principled position. And so the industry um, promotes and advocates um, for that approach to be taken more widely. Uh, now, in that area, uh, we have some concerns. Uh, one, for example, is that uh, microplastics are, are a large area, an important area of impact for the uh, textiles industry more broadly, but at the moment uh, it's not generally um, assessed. So um, one of the aspects of that, the industry wants to take a, a, um, a transparent and principled position uh, providing our research and we want to advocate that that is uh, is carried out right across the whole textiles industry. Yeah, so that would be one area where you think there needs to be more um, yeah, research done. Are there other areas where you think it's important that we look at them more closely in regards to the environmental footprint of textile fibers? Yeah, look, uh, just to consider more broadly this uh, microplastics issue, um, it's it, you know it's receiving a lot of attention at the moment, and for good reason. It's it's a really important uh, problem for the textiles industry, um, and at this stage, you know, there's a lack of information. Uh, it's a growing information base, but really, there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done in that area to, to understand not just the, the size of the problem, but also how to fix it um, going forward. Uh, so that's one really important area. Um, look, other areas that we're uh, investigating 
actively at the moment include how um, how garments are used at the end of their life. Uh, so wool um, for hundreds of years has been recycled uh, and that's an important pathway for wool. It goes back into, um, into garments to be remade into new garments uh, to, and, uh, and also into uh, other products, so, so mattresses and, um, and upholstery and things like that. Um, so we haven't got as much information uh, as we'd like in that area. We're doing work at the moment and hope to have some published research uh, towards the middle of the year or the second half of the year on that topic. So that's another area with a big knowledge gap. Uh, that's very important for wool, but more broadly for textiles also. Well, it sounds to me that we will have to talk again in the future because you have still a lot of work ahead of you. And I really appreciate all what you and the IWTO Life Cycle Assessment Technical Advisory Group, very long name, has uh, yes. uh, already achieved and done. And yeah, thank you so much, Stephen, for sharing all the work that you have done so far. And where can our listeners find out more if they want to read more about the research that has been done? Yeah. Oh, firstly, you're welcome. And I'd be happy to uh, keep you updated as we, uh, as we progress. Now, in the research world, sometimes things happen a little bit slower than um, everybody would like. <laughs> so it, it does take quite a while to answer some of these questions, uh, but we're, we're working um, very diligently on that all the time. Uh, but to your question on where can listeners find more information, uh, there is information on the IWTO website. Uh, we have uh, guidelines for LCA research in the, in the wool industry there. Uh, there are also fact sheets and uh, they contain linked links to some of the completed research studies um, which are published in, in journals, uh, etc. And there's also industry reports. I mentioned before uh, recently that the work on the use phase um, has been published and that's on the CIFO website. I think if you just search online for wool use phase review, uh, that would uh, you'd probably get there. And there's also a review uh, on that website uh, covering the issue of microplastics uh, that's been recently completed as well by by Dr. Beverly Henry. So um, there's some great resources out there and more being generated uh, all the time. Excellent. And we I will make sure to link to all these websites in the show notes. We also already talked to Dr. Beverly Henry um, around a year ago, as well as to Ingun Klett from Sifu. <laughs> so I will also make sure to link to those podcasts um, for anyone who's interested. Well, thank you, Stephen. I really enjoyed talking to you and all the best for you. Yeah, thanks very much, Elizabeth. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm always amazed how many new things I can still learn about wool just by talking to different people in the industry. And I hope you feel the same. If you enjoyed today's interview with Stephen Windemann and you would like to find out more about Stephen as well as about the LCA Technical Advisory Group of the International Wool Textile Organization, then head on over to the show notes at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 076. Once again, elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 076. 
Thank you for listening. Talk to you again next week and bye for now.